Fandom Show, the podcast where we learn about fantastic fandoms by talking to our favorites about their favorites. My name is Stephanie Malik. I am Kaya Green. And today we are learning about what I can only describe as, like, for me, the most quintessential fandom that I know. It's a story about a magical space princess who is a 15-year-old schoolgirl uh, who then finds out she's... Uh, a sailor scout and fights evil. That's right. We're talking about Mad Men. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're talking about Sailor Moon. Don't listen to me. Uh, Kaya, what do you know about Sailor Moon? Well, I know. I watched it when I was eight, I want to say, and not since. So um, let's see. Uh, there is a girl who is uh, named Serena, and she is told by a cat that she is special. And then there's a guy with a mask who throws roses. There are planets involved. Yeah. Somebody uh, is Mars, and somebody <laughs> is Jupiter, and somebody is also Mercury. Mercury has bubbles. You have tattoos. This is the end of my knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. I do it? You did it. You did it. You did it. Well, great. Uh, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Yeah, that's I really been our appreciate you being here. Uh, Steph, um... What do you know about Sailor Moon? I'm going to be uh, real honest with you all. Sailor Moon is my first fandom. It's the first fandom I ever got into. I started when I was 15, which the main character is 15, so obviously I thought I was Sailor Moon as a blonde 15-year-old. Naturally. Um, but it shaped my entire life. It shaped how I in interact with fandom. I uh, discovered the internet because of Sailor Moon, because I found a Sailor Moon chat room called Fake Moon Chat and made one of my best friends in the world who actually... Uh, is included in our hot takes later. I met through the Sailor Moon chat room when I was 15. So Sailor Moon has been a huge influence on my life, and I wouldn't be the nerd I am today had it not been for that beautiful, beautiful show. Formative. 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 Absolutely. Excellent. Absolutely. And we have someone else on our show who also loves Sailor Moon a whole bunch. Uh, absolutely. Our guest today uh, is Brandon Hackett, uh, the one and only, uh, who's a writer, comedian, and alumnus of the Second City Main Stage. Best known for his work on uh, comedy giants like The Beaverton, This Hour is 22 Minutes, Tall Boys, and coming out shortly, Run the Burbs. Woo! Woo. Uh, please welcome uh, Brandon Hackett. Hi, Brandon. How you doing? Hi. Hi, I'm doing well. How you doing? Uh, so good. Thank you so much for joining us to talk about Sailor Moon, uh, oh, just to like temper some of the squealing from, from <laughs> Steph's side of the table. There's going to be so much giggling. Or add to it if you're in a squealing mood. That is also absolutely okay. Um, yeah. Uh, we're just going to jump right into it, give, give you an opportunity to go off as much as you want. Um, as somebody who doesn't know a lot about Sailor Moon, let's pretend somebody only watched Sailor Moon when they were eight and only has very, very basic knowledge about it. Uh, let's pretend. Um, what would you say is the, like, summation of it? Uh, well, I think Steph did a great job. I mean, I think the, uh, so yeah, basically the summation of Sailor Moon is it's like a, this fun magical girl series, which is a sort of genre of, uh, of anime and manga, uh, in Japan, uh, where <laughs> pretty, uh, self-explanatory, a girl becomes a magical girl and, uh, she fights evil, uh, through the power of magic and, and often love and friendship and that sort of thing. And so Sailor Moon is basically that, uh, Usaki Tsukino. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Which means bunny on the moon. Yes, bunny, yeah. Or bunny of the moon, yeah, moon bunny. bunny. So <laughs> is Serena just the English version? Yes. Am I wrong? It is the English version. You're not wrong, but you're not accurate to the original origin name. Yeah, you're not wrong, you're just slightly You're just wrong. not right. <laughs> yes, yeah. So when they first adapted Sailor Moon um, you know, for the North American audiences, they changed all the names, or most of the names, uh, which is what they, which I think was like pretty standard for anime back then. Right. <laughs> before yeah. they, uh, before they eventually start to be more faithful to source material. Realizing uh, that is, English people can, if you give them a Japanese name, yes. they, they still recognize it as a name. Yes. You don't have to change it. <laughs> they used to even flip, uh, they used to even flip images that suggested um, uh, opposite, like uh, they'd flip, uh, there's a clip of her like, going on a bus, but because they're driving the opposite side of the road in Japan and uh, the seats are on the opposite side, they flipped the image for television. I love that. Did they just think that people were going to be like, no, and turn it off? That's not how a bus works. Like, <laughs> I don't buy a single Unfaithful second of this. Clicks. This is absurd. Um, but yeah, so basically, yes, yeah, Sailor Moon is just sort of like a series about her and her cool space friends 
fighting uh, a series of threats, uh, which are often related to her history a thousand years ago, uh, her, her pre-incarnation as Princess uh, Serenity. Um, uh, people who are attacking the Dark Kingdom. Yeah. Or pardon me, who are attacking the Moon Kingdom. Uh, what is your origin story? How did you uh, first get into Sailor Moon? Ooh. So I started watching Sailor Moon around the same time that everyone in North America started watching Sailor Moon. So I was in grade two, probably. I was like eight years old. and um, Relatable. Yeah. <laughs> we were all eight years old at that time. <laughs> it was um, it was like an episode of Sailor Moon on TV. Like I remember YTV being like, up next Sailor Moon. And I was like, what is Sailor Moon? Yes. Uh, and they showed they showed a really, uh, the first episode I saw was like a pretty crucial one. <laughs> like really deep into the first series. Where, really? Yeah. It's where they finally meet Sailor Venus. And it's like the episode before. Oh, that's, I know exactly what you mean. Oh my God. It's the episode before my favorite episode of the entire uh, Wait, in series. the tower? Yeah. Oh, no, that one. Oh. It's the episode right before it. We all love the tower episode. <laughs> Look, I could sing a whole song about it. It's fine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Most emotional episode ever. Oh, so good. And, uh, but I saw that and I was just like, what is this? I have no idea. Why are they sailor scouts? Why, like, why, do, why are they dressed in sailor attire? I, I knew nothing about Japan. I knew nothing about, like, whatever. I, I recognized it as, like a, a, like, a Japanese cartoon, but at the time that was not, like, big in North yeah. America. Or right. at least, you know, we were sort of outside of the, like, 80s kind of, like, anime boom that was still sort of like very North American-y. Um, but yeah, I don't know I don't know what turned for me. Like I, I watched that was sort of unimpressed and then like I hung out with my like cousin a couple weeks later and she had a friend at her high school who had like a bunch of tapes of like 30 episodes of Sailor Moon. So she like babysat me one day and we just watched a bunch of episodes and I got so obsessed because all of a sudden I saw that the story was one that was like progressing. Yeah. I thought it was just gonna be like a like a fetch quest or something for the entire series and be no progression, but then the next episode of course is when. A really big episode. Yeah, when she finds out that she's the reincarnation of the Moon Princess. Uh, and then I was just like hooked. Uh, so that's sort of my like, how I got into Sailor Moon and then, or that's the, anyway, that's the origin of how I got into Sailor Moon and then I got into Sailor Moon really hardcore a couple of years later um, after they, did a new dub, or like picked up from where the old dub left off mm. with like a newish cast. Um, I feel like I'm talking forever. No, 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 that's the point. No, that's literally <laughs> the whole point. Please, talk so, on. So, <laughs> yeah, so they originally adapted like 65, uh, 65 episodes, some truncated, and then like I think part of like the second series they adapted uh, here in Toronto, or, is this, yeah. <laughs> or I should, as I should say, based on all the accents in that dub, Toronto. Yeah, my yeah. acting teacher was Luna. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is Jill, she still alive? Uh, yes, Jill Frappier. Yeah. She is still yeah. an actress. She, I still see her in commercials all the time. I'm, She's uh, great. Yeah. She was great. Yeah, I've done a shows with Toby Proctor, who was Tuxedo yeah. Mask, and I almost died. I was so excited. Yeah, well, uh, I ran into him at an audition. I ran into him as though I knew him. Uh, I <laughs> saw him at an audition, and it's basically like people like the people I'm most starstruck uh, in Toronto are Sailor Moon, former Sailor Moon cast members. Uh, and former queer as folk, uh, like beeline performers. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Hard Venn diagram. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. It's my favorite. But um, so yeah, they uh, they brought back Sailor Moon. They kind of like started to dub. Um, they dubbed not the rest of the second series, but they dubbed the third series, which is my favorite, and the f uh, and the fourth series. Is that Sailor Moon S? Is the Sailor third Moon S and Sailor Moon yeah. Super S? Super S. Wait, what's the difference? So uh, the way that they release these is I, I don't fully understand. Maybe you know the reason, um, but Sailor Moon is the original like season, and then the second season is Sailor Moon R, and then the third season is Sailor Moon S, fourth season Sailor Moon Super S, and then fifth season Sailor Moon Stars. Mm -hmm. I have so and there's many movies questions. in between them as well. Okay, yep. yeah, I, oh, I, I got it. Yeah, I don't think the show because I think it was like they had to decide at each step of the way whether they wanted to like make another Sailor Moon, mm, okay, sort of thing, and, and now whether they could deal with it in North America with our weird standards and like. Yeah. I mean, the buses keep days. going backwards, so <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> did they ever dub stars for North yes, America? They, they have did. now. Okay. They never did it uh, during that original, like the yeah. team Toronto. I can't Toronto imagine them trying to figure out how to explain the, the Sailor Starlights, Star who are uh, men in their day-to-day -day lives yeah. and then women as uh, their star uh, scouts. So. Oh, yeah, and there's a lot of, like, sexual romantic tension between them and some of the other Sailor soldiers mm -hmm. in either form, which is why this is sort of, like, a good way to get into 
how I got really into Sailor Moon was when I got the internet in 1998 <laughs> or nine. When or something we all like that. received the internet, <laughs> one was gifted to us from Steve Jobs. Um, uh, that was when I, similarly to Steph, to your story, I found like a Sailor Moon website. Like I just was like, what do you do on the internet? Like where do I go? I'll type in Sailor Moon. Uh, and had a Sailor Moon website that had a comprehensive list of all character info and all storylines. And because at that point, that, is, that, uh, that second version of a dub had not come out yet, I uh, basically was like, oh my God, this is what, so Sailor Moon's finished. And there's a whole story, and there's a whole mythos, uh, and uh, it's way more. Um, there's so much stuff that the censors kind of like hid from us in North America. So with the first series, you know how they're the. I feel like I'm just going all over the place, but I'm going to go over the place. Do uh, it. <laughs> in the first series, the bad guys, the sort of four sub bosses, uh, four or five sub bosses, the Dark Kingdom generals or whatever. Uh, they're all sort of like these five guys or whatever. Uh, except for Zoisite, who's a woman. But that's only a feature of the North American dub. Right. In the uh, original version, Zoisite's a man. So, and Zoisite is in this uh, romantic relationship with the last one, Kunzite. Is that the one with the long hair? Yes. Yeah. Uh, they, a lot of them have long hair. That could also be Nephrite that you're talking about, but this uh, Kunzite, also known as Malachite. Malachite. And then, right. right. The American it's still going for eight year old memory, so thank you. Appreciate <laughs> that. The one with long hair, the yeah. one with blue well, hair. Well, there's, the, the <laughs> there's long blue hair, long brown hair. Short blonde hair, long dark blonde. Okay, 30, yeah. but they were all men. Uh, they were all men in the original. Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, and, and that was sort of. I remember reading that and being like, "Wait, so wait, they were wait." Right. Hold up. <laughs> what? There happened? was a gay relationship in the first series of Sailor Moon, just pretty brazenly, no explanation, no sort of like um, making a big deal about it in the first series, and that was completely hidden from us, the dubs. Furthermore, there's more coming up <laughs> if yeah. Sailor Moon would ever come back. So Sailor Moon, Sailor Moon did come back, and uh, this dub was a little bit more liberal, but it still famously um, hit a lot of the queer stuff. So you have a relationship with Sailor Neptune and Sailor Uranus. Uh, cousins. They're cousins. They're cousins. <laughs> oh, that's a weird correction. <laughs> but they're very gay in but, the original. And also a weird correction, but not too off the mark for like the, the southern U.S., uh, I guess so. Dating? I, don't know. I mean, that, that's that's a direction we could take this. They chose that one instead of gay. I'm just saying. Yeah. They chose fairly romantic cousins. There's yeah. this really funny supercut on YouTube of uh, a bunch of times where they just very explicitly call each other cousins uh, in that dub. It's like a two-minute supercut and it's so funny. So it'd be like... Uh, here's my, here's Amara. She's my cousin. Oh, you like <laughs> a classic improv scene. Hello, my brother. Yes. Nice yeah. to see you. This is my cousin. We're just kissing because we're cousins. Yeah. Our families are close. Yeah, there's one that's like, you know, I remember my first, my first kiss, it was the hunkiest dude in school named Brad. And it cuts to sort of like foggy, uh -huh. you know, like clearly their outlines Anime of these memories. two people are like yeah. kissing, it was, you know. Um, anyway. Uh, so uh, that's when I got super into Sailor Moon when I found out that it was super queer and super gay and there was like a whole mythos sort of uh, to it that I had not, that I only got like a sliver of when I was eight years old and they did the original Toronto dub. Um, and then yeah, so since then I got, I've just been really, really into it and it, it really was a sort of like formative gateway for queer ideation, I suppose. Yeah. That's a good reason to like anything. I think. <laughs> I, there, is a, there are a number of fandoms I have that are that strictly started because I was like, oh, gay stuff. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I will watch this. Yeah. Oh, and also it's good. <laughs> it's like the secondary. <laughs> Do you have, who's your favorite Sailor Scout, first of all? Oh, Very important question. Changes all the time. It used to be, originally it used to be Mars. Yeah, the feisty one. Uh, yeah, those Mars. But now I think it's like uh, Neptune and Uranus combined, I think, just because they're so hyper-competent. And so the Viz Media did the newest complete dub of a series. Where they added in ago. a lot of the cut scenes again, which yep. was wild to watch as someone yeah. who was so familiar with the original. And then I'm like, I'm sorry, what is this? Yes, everything is like, it's like, uh, as far as I can tell, that it's untampered with. It's yeah. a complete like, dub of the entire Sailor Moon now. And uh, uh, when you see the scenes with, uh, uh, I forget their names, uh, Japanese, Mish Mishiru and uh, 
uh, I forget. But uh, you see their scenes together. There's such hardcore flirting. Fiery sexual tension. Oh my god! It, it is. Haruka is a like fox. Haruka, like, yeah. Such so, such a cool like butch yeah. uh, badass. Oh neat. Yeah, very cool. So wait, what do I? All the I'm so sorry. I'm I'm coming at this again. No, this is great. Ch- childlike. Yeah. Uh, childlike enthusiasm. What what are all the different powers again? Because I know one person has bubbles. That's all I remember. <laughs> uh, so they have. Several iterations of power. So okay. I'm going to go with base level. Yes, like first first like evolution of Pokemon. Yeah, so level. first evolution, Mercury got Bubbles Blast okay. in I North America. I have so many questions about how that is effective. Please carry on. Uh, <laughs> Mars Fire. Okay. That, <laughs> I, that, that one answers itself. Uh, Jupiter on. Thunder. Okay. But it's technically lightning. Um, Sailor Venus, love? Yeah, I think it was like... Love energy blast. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and a gun. And a gun. Sailor V had a gun. <laughs> yeah, Sailor V had a gun. No, well, Sailor Venus uh, like was the, the first one, one to like... come out as a Sailor Scout. She's known right. in a long time, right, and right. she was a comic book uh, like hero. Uh, she had her own comic line. She Code had movies. Codename Sailor V. But yeah, she did have a gun. She had a. She had love and a gun. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. I'm following. Carry on. <laughs> um, do you want to? I I can never remember the the outer senshi. Yeah. Do they have like specific? Uh, like I know that they're Neptune's got, water. Neptune's water. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Uranus. Earth shaking. Earth shaking. Okay. So yeah. more Earth. Earth based. Um, um, Pluto. Dead scream. Yeah. Pluto and Saturn are a bit more of a kind of like um, dark. Yeah, they're mysterious and dark, and they they're kind of tied to the kind of like perpetuity slash destruction of the universe. So yeah, <laughs> those. A- as you are, as you are, yeah, in the as, as you kid do, show. Yeah, 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 absolutely no problem. When <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love the range from bubbles to love and guns to just the void. <laughs> the void, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a good run. Death. And uh, uh, the Sailor Moon herself, Tiara, power. She's got a love, lot love. She's also love, which is weird yeah. when you think about it. Because her and Sailor Venus are also exactly the same, except one has their hair down. Yeah. Um, Did she also consider purchasing a gun? <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't, but she has a lot of wands. Okay. She has a wands. lot of wands. Those are those are fantasy guns. I get that. Um, do you have a least favorite character? In Sailor Moon, least favorite character. Um... Least favorite character of all is it Molly from the original dub who oh, for some reason has a little, little Jersey Seven twang. <laughs> that... Hey Serena, very I confusing. Think because in, it, it's like a problem that sometimes happens. It, it happens a couple like when you translate it, but like I think she has an Osaka accent, um, which obviously is Jersey. And I guess <laughs> well, it's like, there's something that's very like one broader. There's something like broader. I've heard it like described. It's like it's broader. It's like a broader accent. Um, and like Tokyo is a bit more like clipped and like whatever, but like every time they, they it, it's so tough to like translate what that what's what that means in North American uh, for North American audiences because sometimes people are like, it's a cell, it's you know East Coast, it's what you know it's like it's Minnesota city. weird yeah. So, so that's Jersey. why she had that accent, but it's like it wasn't really that necessary. It's <laughs> 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 the broadest like. The accent that holds up under the most, or does not hold up at all, under the <laughs> least scrutiny. Well, it's the furthest from any other voice in the entire series. Like, even yeah. Luna as a, like, old British lady kind of feels more fitting in that yeah. world. But then this just, like, little redhead, she's like, oh, my God, Samina. <laughs> she sounds like Fran Drescher. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Kind of. So, sorry, least so favorite she'd be, character. She'd be my least favorite. Her name is Nauru, is it? That's her original, yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, do you have a favorite villain in the series? Favorite villain. Uh, oh, okay. Um, okay, so I really like... Okay, I like Fisheye. Yes, 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 yes. Wait, who's Fisheye? Uh, Fisheye is one of the three... Um, Part of the Dark Moon Circus? Sort of so. predecessors of a Dark Moon Circus. Mm, okay, it's sure. sort of like a bit fuzzier in the anime because they're there before the Dark Moon Circus comes out, but I think within the... I watched like Eternals, which is more faithfully adapted from the manga arc, and they are hench people. They're like hench uh, monsters sent out by the Dark Moon Circus people who were there from the beginning. I think. Yeah. Uh, but Fisheye is the Fisheye is another like uh, queer one. Fisheye is uh, in their civilian or their like real identity. Uh, I guess like a, a man. Like they use like masculine program pronouns for Fisheye. Uh, and stuff like that. 
but then like every time uh, he goes out to like lure someone for their heart, their precious heart or whatever, uh, he does it in drag, either in drag or like just like dresses up as a woman. And there's one episode where he, uh, it's kind of a really fascinating episode because it's like, uh, he meets a fashion designer, and the fashion designer is like having this like crisis, and he's like, "I don't know, I, I I'm so tired of all that I've been doing. You know, I need someone who transcends gender to uh, model my gowns for me." And then Fisheye comes in, and is like, "I transcend gender," and then Fisheye becomes this person's muse for that whole episode, and uh, like, and it's never like questioned or whatever. So I love Fisheye. <laughs> That's yeah. so cool. Sailor Moon is such a... It's so progressive. This came out... Yeah. The anime started in, like, 1992. Yeah. Like, just for some context. And uh, what's so fascinating about it is Japan, uh, culturally, is often thought as is very, like, closed and very, like, um, private conservative. and conservative. Yeah. But their media is mm -hmm. so progressive. That's wild. It's incredible. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, well, yeah. I wonder, too, if it's, like, a feature of sometimes ma Magical Girl... I mean, I wonder if it's like, maybe it's a feature of like a lot of like art by women in Japan too. And I'm just speculating and I don't know the specifics or whatever, but with Sailor Moon, like you have all of these sort of queer characters. <clears throat> and that's why I also kind of got into only a little bit as a little bit older at this point, but Cardcaptor Sakura also has a ton of queer stuff in it. Uh, and I had a similar experience with that uh, when I found it on the internet, all of this stuff is queer, but in the show in North America, it's way more um, hidden. And then you get like uh, like boys love and stuff like that. Like that is a genre as well. And that's mostly by women. So I wonder if that's like a feature of either magical girl genre or like fe mostly a feature of like art or often a feature, more likely to be a feature of art by women in Japan. Yeah, my, one of my favorite animes of all time, Fushigi Yugi. I realized this week because I was just thinking about it for some reason. And one of the main characters is trans. And mm. back then I didn't have the language for it. But looking back, I was like, holy, this was like 1998 yeah. and I was just so impressed that it was just like oh yeah this character's that mm. it's great they're so ahead man backwards oh. buses trans people <laughs> it's a whole other world <laughs> alright sub or dub uh, <laughs> sub or dub okay this is not a sexual question uh, yeah, for those that don't watch anime <laughs> among our listeners, what? This is not, this is not a bottom person. Uh, so, uh, some of you are like submissive in this yeah, partner or, or you, dub as if you like uh, to listen to. Dubnament. Dub yeah. If you're dubnament. The two opposites. Yeah, <laughs> submissive or dubstep. The two wolves inside you. Yeah. Uh, sub being, do you watch it in the original Japanese with subtitles or dub uh, with an English voiceover? Um... I'm of, you know, I'm of multiple minds about this because there's so much nostalgia for the original and it's very, t you can't really find very much of the original anyway, anymore, like in any form. Um, Talk to me after I have a source. I, I my, my roommate bought me like all 65 episodes on like a bootleg, like dub, like DVD. Oh, I love that it. he bought in Chinatown a little while ago. Of course, so, classic, that's <laughs> why you go to buy. Yeah. Um, I would say, uh, I would say sub. Um, I would say sub just because you get a bit more of a, you, you get the original actor's performance and, and sometimes, sometimes dub voices aren't great. <laughs> <laughs> I like, don't know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, uh, like Viz Media, Viz Media readapted it um, or redubbed the whole series, which was really cool. But, you know, I'm, I'm so particular, I think I'm so particular with the voices that I hear in English for Sailor Moon at this point that watching it subbed, or watching it dubbed, pardon me, I'm getting everything mixed up. Watching it dubbed is a little bit jarring. I so, thought the same thing with the, they re-released all of it, uh, and it's all on Crave, and I was so excited to rewatch yeah. Sailor Moon. Crave is a Canadian uh, TV subscription service. Mm -hmm. um, and I couldn't watch it because I, it was so jarring to me that all, first, like, Inner Senshi, the Inner Scouts, and Luna all had a very similar vocal quality. Yeah. And that really threw me because I also have no attention span. So when I watch, I, like, depend on the voices to be different to know what's happening. Mm -hmm. uh, and Luna seems weird. Like, I know in the original, yeah. she it does have a very young voice. But to me, I can't handle her as not an older British woman. She'll always be an older British woman. Yeah. yeah. And it fits that attitude of that character of just like, yeah. oh, Serena, I'm so disappointed. Being tired of her all the yeah. time. She's exhausted by this 15-year-old, <laughs> which you would be. be. Yeah. 
it, and she and it was your acting teacher you're saying, right? It was, yeah. So she was Luna for both of the original, like the both, uh, the two continuous dubs. Right. So that's always going to be Luna for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and for me, Sailor Moon, the West of Sailor Moon is always going to be uh, uh, Terry Hawk. Yeah. Followed by Linda Ballantyne. Uh, Linda Ballantyne, yeah. There were three Sailor Moons at that point. So there's really? one who did yeah. the first ten episodes or something. And I forget her name. Uh, and she's pretty good, too, but she just, you know, left uh, or whatever. I don't know what her reasons were. And then Terry Hawk, who was Sailor Moon for the rest of that run. And for me, she's the best. She was on the road to Avonlea, I think, too. Oh. <laughs> I just remember watching an episode once, uh, like just seeing an episode, and uh, she answers, uh, someone answers a door, uh, and talks, and I'm like, oh my god, what is that mellifluous, <laughs> really rich voice that sounds like Sailor Moon? Um, but she's so great, and she she gets. I feel I feel like all of these sort of wild emotional swings that Sailor Moon has in the show are so uh, she's she's able to keep up with them and do such a great job with them in a way that I uh, while I appreciate Linda Valentine's work, and I think she did a really great job as well with a very tough character. To me, Terry Hawk just like is the one. Yeah. So I'd say. Dub up into a point, and then sub for the rest. Beautiful. Um, so uh, we've obviously talked about how there are so many different lives that Sailor Moon has had as a manga, as an animation, redubbed, Sailor Moon Crystal, movies that just came out, redubbed. Mm -hmm. Do you have a favorite, like, what is your source? What is your Sailor Moon? Um, I mean, I'm a big fan of the original. I'm a big, pardon me, of the anime, the original anime. Um, but I would love to highlight, just for fun, what I watched. I, I downloaded a few episodes of this when I was back in university, when it was on uh, Japanese Airwaves, uh, Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon, if you've ever heard of that one. I have, yeah. Yeah, the live action one. So that one took the Wait, sort of... what? They've had several stage shows. <laughs> what? Several stage shows, yeah. No way. And a live action, yeah. yeah. They tried to do a North American live action, which you can find on YouTube. Yep. That pilot, and it's... By Deke, yeah. It's not. <laughs> okay, bye guys, I'll be back. I need to Yeah, that, that one is something. Um, uh, and there's also like a cinnamon theme park right now or like a short like installation in Japan, like like as of now. I'm like leaving. Seasonal. I'm gone. <laughs> uh, Brandon, you're holding down the fort. Yeah, bye. It's your podcast now. <laughs> I'll be here for the next week or so. Um, but yeah, the Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon sort of took the form of like, I guess, the Super Sentai show a little bit. Like it sort of felt like that, so... You know, the monster of the week would come out, someone in a costume, you know, like Power Rangers, like that sort oh, of like, yeah. yes. that sort of energy. Uh, and it was just one season, and I don't think it was probably that well regarded, but I liked it. It was a fun little foray, I think. Yeah. Um, what impact has Sailor Moon had on you? Uh, a huge impact, I would say. I mean, I, you know, I mean, again, when I when I got really into it, I mean, I was not ready to accept that I was gay or queer, you know, like, I, it, you know, it, 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 this is such a, I don't know, I feel like I'm going to go on a weird, weird path here, but I, I feel Do like. Do it. Kai <laughs> <laughs> and I both leaned into the mic and <laughs> This is like a really nice Flotsam and Jetsam. <laughs> <laughs> Just like healthy, healthy peer pressure. <laughs> it's like, thank you, I will. Um, yeah, I feel like for, uh, I mean, I can, I will speak on my own behalf, and I will probably speak on my boyfriend's behalf, uh, and I'm sure I will speak on behalf of a lot of other queer men, but I feel like a lot of our queer awakenings, especially around my age, uh, came from, like, anime <laughs> uh, in various forms. So Sailor Moon was obviously the very first one, uh, and the sort of first major kind of, like, one for the anime boom that we're currently, that we're still kind of in the waves of. Um, and it was like, it, it was just important because you're kind of like, I, I kind of discovered that there's a sort of like hidden world uh, of possibilities uh, that's there to kind of like be discovered. And, you know, I think also for a lot of queer people, you sort of find your original uh, um, communities or whatever online, your original Absolutely. ways of bonding with other people yeah. online. So that was sort of an important thing. Um, uh, and further to my point of like, you know, anime is a way that a lot of queer people <laughs> kind of like game of age or whatever was like, you know, subsequent to Sailor Moon, there were shows like, obviously, like Dragon Ball Z, uh, and uh, shows like Gundam Wing, and like Escaflowne and stuff like that, and those were like shows with really pretty boys, uh, even Wait, though they were cartoons. Are there gay people in those too? Are there gay people in everything and I didn't know? <laughs> <laughs> there are no, I don't think there are any gay people in Gundam Wing or in Escaflowne, but Escaflowne is like an interesting show because it's like a mix of 
uh, it's a mix of Magical Girl and Shonen, or, or like, or Mecha, or whatever. Cool. Yeah. And, um, so it's like, there's already kind of like, there is, you know, there's like a queer element by way of a genre mashing together, and right. everyone is so pretty in that show. Uh, so that, I would say, Sailor Moon is a sort of like beginning of that for me, and I would imagine a lot of queer men who were into anime in the, <laughs> the mid to late 90s and early 2000s. I'd say not just men. I mean, Sailor Jupiter can like yes. come over, do whatever she wants. Can get it? <laughs> she can get it. I Sailor Jupiter was transformative for me because not only is she like a tall, badass, like could beat the crap out of anyone in either form, in human form or in her Sailor Scout form, but she also is just like, uh, she loves to cook, and she's also really sweet, mm -hmm. and she's just really romantic, and she constantly talks about her ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Um, but she just, get it, Sailor Jupiter. I, oh, yeah, blah, 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 you okay? No. <laughs> Do you need a minute? I, I could use a few minutes. But similarly, <laughs> like, it opened up an entire world um, of shows where there was that, uh, there was a lot of queer themes, there was a lot of gorgeously animated uh, characters, uh, I think about uh, Revolutionary Girl Utena, yep. which the two main characters, it's very much like fantasy, swords, battle, I'm I'm going to fight on your behalf, but also the two main characters are gay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They're lesbians. Uh, what? Yeah. Get in the anime. Oh, we're going to watch Fushigi Yugi at some point. I'm okay. Into I still got to watch uh, Revolutionary Girl Utena, but uh, I always forget the creator's name. He used to work on Sailor Moon. I did not know that. He used to work on Sailor Moon, and that's sort of how he developed his sort of like, uh, his storytelling uh, thing where he like re re repetitive kind of like cycles or whatever. I'm not doing a great job of explaining. But anyway, <laughs> I watched his recent show, um, uh, Sarah Zanmai. Oh, okay. Have you ever watched it? No. Or heard of it? Okay. I would recommend it. It's like 12 episodes. I I really love it. He's not he's not gay or queer at all that I can tell. But all of his shows contain these themes. Interestingly enough, for like a straight Japanese man. Um, uh, or straight man, I guess, in general. Um, but Sarah Zanmai is about uh, these, it's, it's almost like a magical boy. It's gently magical boy, but not really. Uh, these three boys uh, basically uh, are turned into kappas, uh, and they have to <laughs> extract uh, the, uh, I forget what you call it, a sort of like desire orb from uh, monsters' anuses. <laughs> Can you explain what a kappa <laughs> is first? And then, sure. And then go back and explain, and explain the rest the of that. Explain the anuses part. So kappa <laughs> is like a Japanese, a creature from Japanese folklore, and it's sort of like a kind of like frog-like. Uh, uh, it's got like I believe a beak, and it's got like a bowl in its top of its head where it keeps water. Oh, yeah. that was the thing on Um Actually, yes. a show that we watch and I recommend, which is a game show about nerd stuff, but they were talking about how there's a shrine in Japan to those. Yes. yes, and I think the action is probably set at one of those shrines uh, yeah. for the show. So they're turned into kappas, and they, yeah, so then they, they have to, I think, I think uh, historically one of the things kappas do is they extract something from people's butts. So the boys have to do this. <laughs> but one of the, <laughs> it's absolutely it. so weird, but there's like a, the villain or this uh, gay couple who've been like corrupted, like the bad guys in Sailor Moon. And uh, one of the boys is gay as well. Um, and then another one of the boys um, does like cosplay as uh, like a female idol. Um, and it's like, so all the like gender and sexuality stuff is like all over the place for that show too, which is so interesting. So anyway, on the theme of uh, the creator of Revolutionary Girl, Lutina. Um, there's that. Oh, and Sailor Moon, I feel like, is such an interesting thing because I tried to go back and watch the original originals like that I watched when I was 15, and it, it's not easy. Mm. It's not an easy thing to watch. It's very Monster of the Week. It's very, uh, what is the word, bad? It's bad. Um, <laughs> but at the time, there was nothing like it. Yeah. There was absolutely nothing on TV that was anything even close to this sort of content. So to see that and suddenly have your entire world blown open and all the possibilities, like you would never have seen, because similar to you, I didn't know that there were gay characters while watching it, but yeah. then you went on the internet and the internet told you all the secrets. <laughs> um, the internet gaying things up since Um But it just, yeah, it blew the entire world open, uh, which, and now anime's everywhere. Mm -hmm. Like anime conventions back then, I remember going in the late 90s, uh, and it was so small. They were very small. Like Anime North was tiny. That's a convention in Toronto. Mm -hmm. um, and now they're, they're gigantic, and the entire world knows what anime is, and the entire world knows about 
these beautiful worlds, and it's so exciting. Mm-hmm. I love it. All right. Well, I think it's just about time for me to start throwing some hot takes your way. You ready? Please. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. This All first right. one is from me. I just wrote this. Okay. Steph, go uh, ahead. <laughs> tuxedo mask is useless. I agree. <laughs> I don't disagree with that. No further discussion. <laughs> He's like, he, I mean, what's kind of interesting about this is he is... And sometimes he's sort of like the gallant, like, uh, knight who helps, but I think he's also sort of assuming maybe a little bit of a damsel in distress kind of thing for some of the seasons. Um, yeah, he exists to get in trouble. Yeah. To get kidnapped and brainwashed and... Yeah, and I'm fine with that as, like, a function. Like, <laughs> if that, you know, like, if, you know, especially seeing as it's like, well, this is a story about a group of girls who are heroes. <laughs> and that sounds cool to me. And the like, big man is like kind of useless. Like I'm totally fine with, with that. He stands on a lamp and throws roses and he's like, you're doing great. Yeah. She's like, thanks? Okay. Yeah, he <laughs> just reads, a hype man. Yeah, yeah, he just recites something from his affirmation a day calendar and then <laughs> jumps away. Some of those are so... Weird. Oh I, my god. What I always liked when he threw roses is how they stuck into any surface. Like they yeah. never just fell. They always like embedded themselves in yeah, in has, the sidewalk. Yeah. His right arm is so powerful. <laughs> but never used for anything never except for anything float, but roses. <laughs> throwing roses. Uh but the next one is Darien's a creep. He is a college student who yeah. is in love with a fifteen year old girl. Yeah, she's in what, second year of high school? Yeah, like grade 10, I think, is the equivalent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so okay. I think it's like, I mean, this is not me justifying anything at all, but I'm, I'm just sort of like doing the math in my head. So she'd be like in second year of like univer- of high school there. Yeah, and I think it's like three years. Mm-hmm. And he's in like first year of college or something. I, l- I looked it up fairly recently because I like, that's always what I thought is like, why is this full on man? <laughs> like, Who has his own apartment. Yeah. Is like lives alone. Always ask that question. He's always like, good to ask that question. Yeah. <laughs> He's like negging this teenage girl <laughs> and then. And he has then, no friends. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, he has Andrew, the video game guy. Yeah, but then he disappears for a long time. Yeah. Um, But yeah, he's a creep. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, he's a creep. Like, go for Date someone your own age. Yes, yeah, or so until you're in your twenties or something like that, or thirties, yeah. or like, just because a thousand years ago your pre-incarnations dated doesn't mean you have to yeah. break the cycle. Yeah, break the cycle. I mean, <laughs> back in the olden days, a forty-year-old would marry a thirteen-year-old. Yeah. We've all accepted that is not okay. <laughs> Darian, get on board. Sorry. I mean, as somebody whose like primary fandom is Buffy, where Buffy dates a two hundred year old man, I don't, I yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not that that's okay either. Oh God, <laughs> well, what am Our I doing to myself? Our media has really put some bad messages up there. Oh yeah, it's okay. Let's think critically about that later. Really? <laughs> okay, uh, here's another one. Sailor Moon Crystal, uh, the remake, loses a lot of the charm of the original animated series. A hundred percent agree. Uh, I think because they. The transformation sequences, which I think are key to the anime, or so iconic, those are CG, are they not, in the Whoa. original Crystal seasons? Uh, I only watched a few episodes and then pieced out because I was so yeah. distracted by it. Like, it's beautiful, sure, but yeah. it feels a little empty. And is Crystal a different, where does that fall in the canon? It's an adapta- It's a closer adaptation to, to the, the manga. Got yeah, okay. So the original show, I watched, I watched a video about this, I swear all these videos I watch, do, or it's not research for this. <laughs> it's just stuff I do in my day-to-day life and I don't want to I uh, absolutely believe you. <laughs> not uh, in doubt. But uh, someone argued for the episode of the week structure of the original adaptation uh, because at least that way you get to kind of know the characters. or you, right. yeah, you get to know yeah. the characters and you sit in the world a little bit and then things will move on eventually and then it feels like a you know grander payoff. It's not just like here's a hundred kinds of plot that we're yes. dumping on you. A hundred kinds. What am I talking about? Here's a lot of plot. Yeah, which is what I felt <laughs> when I watched Sailor Moon Eternal, which is the adaptation of the fourth of Sailor Moon uh, Super S, essentially. Mm. It was just so many small plot details or so many big plot details just sort of thrown at you every episode was just kind of rollicking through so many things. I had no idea. I was, did not understand what was going on. Uh, but yeah, Crystal I, I Crystal also lost a lot of the music, the really fun um, music that uh, happens during like transformation sequences and stuff like that. And I just felt the animation was a little bit sticky for um, an anime that was produced like nowadays. Um, yeah, so not a big fan of Crystal. You mentioned music. Mm-hmm. So here's, I'm just bringing this hot cake 
hotcake. I'll bring this little hotcake. Cakes for everyone. <laughs> the original North American Sailor Moon soundtrack. Yeah. Have you listened to it? Yeah. And what's the best song on it? <laughs> okay, well, a good chunk of that soundtrack is just like synth, like just a person at a synthesizer just being like, um, really wish you could all have seen that piano impression. <laughs> <laughs> <Very> good. <laughs> it's a lot of shoulder work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but there were a couple of like, yeah, there are a couple of songs for significant moments. So my favorite song was Carry On when she's fighting. <gasps> Give uh, me the strength to carry on. Yeah, when she's fighting Queen uh, Beryl mixed with Mataria. Oh, it's such a good scene. Yeah. Oh, it's so powerful. Very emotional. What's your favorite? It's hard. I have listened to that soundtrack obsessively, and the fact that I listened to it during my teen years means that I have deep emotional feelings about all of them and like yeah. would put on certain songs when I was feeling certain things. Like Rainy Day Man uh, <laughs> is a classic when Lita, as she's referred to in the North American, um, is just like dreaming about her ex-boyfriend who she like was in love with in the rain and he broke up with her and she was crying. Is that the one you sang me when we were camping? No, that is <laughs> I what that. I would say is the number one, which is um, My Only Love, which is from the episode that Brandon was talking about earlier when they find out that they're like the moon princess and like the, the this prince and they fall in love and uh, it's so... It's a bad song. I need to preface all of this with, I don't think it's actually a very good song. It's a great song. But I, <laughs> uh -oh. like, it's so cheesy and mm. beautiful and 1995 to a T. Mm -hmm. And I just love it with all of my heart. Um, but Carry On is the biggest banger. Yeah. Um, of the entire run. Yeah, I mean, they, they were, I mean, they succeeded at make me fe making me feel emotionally um, about those moments. Yeah, like the soundtrack in isolation might not be as great as I feel like it is, but in context, it's just so good at pumping up those moments. Mm -hmm. Oh, anyways, thank you for letting me talk about that soundtrack. Please, I mean, even the Japanese, I mean, even, especially the Japanese soundtrack is also great. Yeah. There's a ton of really good music. Uh, I'm a big fan of, uh, what was it, Moon Revenge? Moon, oh my God. Moon Revenge, that's the song from the Sailor Moon R, R movie. movie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's such a good song. It's great. If you are listening to this, pause right now. Go listen to that song. Come back. <laughs> or, uh, I mean, Andrew, if you want to throw a legal amount of it. <laughs> yeah, just, just a legal amount. Honestly, I don't think any, if you played that, they'd probably be like, thank you. Thank you for playing this song. Everyone forgot about it. Oh. <laughs> Apparently not everyone. No, it is in my soul forever. Um, uh, Steph, do you want to uh, shout out Carly, friend of the podcast? Yes. So this is a friend of the podcast, also my very first fandom friend that I met on the Sailor Moon chat room. Fandom friend. Fandom friend. Um, this is her hot take. Seiya is better than Mamoru. Seiya is one of the Sailor Starlights, Mamoru being the Japanese name for Darien, uh, Tuxedo Mask. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> so far, all these Tuxedo Mask takes are correct. <laughs> a lot of Tuxedo Mask because controversial character. I, but yeah, Seiya uh, tries to date Usagi. Yes. And they have like a romance. Really? Yes. yes. What? It's when uh, Mamoru goes missing, right? Yeah. He goes missing. Doesn't he die? He technically dies, yeah. He's like on a plane. Uh, this is where I get fuzzy on the mythol or the. Yeah, story. Stars is fuzzy for me. Yeah. Because that's the only one that wasn't adapted until fairly recently. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's like on a plane or whatever, and then it gets intercepted by dark forces, and his like heart crystal or something is taken. Sure. Which I guess means he dies. Um, so he's like, but uh, no one knows what happens to him. So Usagi spends much of that season just sort of being like, when's he coming back? What's going on? And Seiya spends much of that season being like, you don't need him. Yeah. What's up, girl? Because they're also like a very famous boy band. Mm -hmm. uh, right. That's their like alter ego. They're, they're, they're like human ego. human persona. They are a, a like really successful boy band. They're the BTS of Japan in 1990. So wait, hang on. Let me get this straight. They're uh, in in their regular life. They're they're like uh, uh, they're schoolgirls as well. No. So their regular life, they're just pop they're stars. They're just slash a boy band, they and then they students. turn into starlights. They turn into starlights, which yeah. are like Sailor Scouts, but different. Yeah. Yeah, they're a type of star uh, Sailor Scout. Great. Sick. Following. Sick. Carry yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he just treats her better. Yeah. He actually like cares about her. No negging. He barely no. nags her. I don't know. And he's like, there's no, I think for the entire series, Mamoru is just like 
I want this relationship. Uh, no, I don't. No, I don't. Uh, uh, I want to fuck my from child you. from the future slash past. I don't know. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> he's just really kind of noncommittal, and she, like, gives her heart to him. Uh, and he's just sort of, like, drawing her in and then pushing her away and drawing her in and pushing her away. He sounds great. <laughs> he sucks. So I agree with this take. That's why so many of these are about him, because truly, he's just a really polarizing dude. <laughs> we have a solid four out of four on takes. No, we have, yeah, there's more. <laughs> okay, cool. How about this? Uh, Usagi, am I saying that right? Yeah, Usagi. Usagi. Uh, Usagi is a pansexual icon, and that is from Alice. Marin? Yes. Moran. Friend okay. of the podcast. Yes, friend of the podcast, <laughs> Alice Moran. Pansexual icon in her own right. <laughs> sure, yeah. I mean, everyone in that show is... Everyone in that show is pretty flexible with regards to their sexuality. And there's always... there's. I feel like there's been an episode with almost every one of the, the inner senshi... Um, Making out. Making out or like no, being, no, no. <laughs> or like this whole episode is me being perpetually surprised how gay everything is. Yeah, or being yeah, but like I know there's an episode where Sailor Jupiter develops a crush on uh, is it Har- Haruka? Yes, uh, on Haruka. They all get crushes on Haruka. There's one episode where Sailor Mars follows I think Haruka or Mishiru or both of them on the bus, and her thing is like, oh, they're so cute or something, or they're so like pretty or something like that. Uh, and of course, the sexual tension between Usagi and Sam. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that's an, ina- an, ina- an inaccurate statement. I think everyone exists on the queer spectrum in that show, um, at least with regards to sexual orientation. Uh, and, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> all icons. our next hot take is everyone in that show was goddamn queer, and I will accept no arguments from Emily. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so... <laughs> I, I guess there are no arguments. <laughs> That's what I'm getting from this. I have to ask a question because I just brought up Black Lady and your thoughts about Chibiusa mm-hmm. slash Black Lady mm-hmm. and her whole thing with Darian. Okay, I'm very I'm very vague on this arc because this I think they probably finished the arc in the North American dub, but it was like it's not very widely seen. So she's basically I'm I'm also fuzzy on. She comes from the past. Mm-hmm. Um, or she comes from the future. She comes from the future, because there's Neo-Queen Serenity and all that. Uh, And comes back to try to break up her parents, I think, (laughs) because she's basically, this is like a 10-year-old kid who's Mm. trying to steal her own father away from her mother. Sure. Back to the future, but like, Weirder. Yeah. Back and to then, the future, but intentional. And then later. <laughs> yeah, it's like if Marty went back to the. It was like, the let, past let was, me back. just like, get out of here, Dad. <laughs> Fuck off. And she's I like, gotta... I saw your underwear, and he's like, would you like to see him again? <laughs> you can see them on the floor. Um, oh. But then she gets taken over by the dark side and then becomes a grown up uh, villain named, uh, oh my, a black lady mm-hmm. who, black lady can get it too. She is hot. Black lady fucks? Black lady tries to fuck okay. her dad. Um, oh. <laughs> it's so complicated. And then there's Chibi Chibi Moon, which I don't even, I can't even wrap my head around. Um, do you have any feelings about this weird dynamic between the three of them? Uh, yeah, the sort of like Electra stuff around yes. her and uh, and uh, Mamoru is super weird. Um, but yeah, I didn't. I, I guess I didn't really know it had gone that far. I don't know too much about the Black Lady arc. The most that I know about it is that, you know, the clip of her saying, I am Black Lady, became <laughs> a meme for a while anytime. I can't imagine why. <laughs> yeah, the setup, it was often just, yeah, the setup was often like, if you know, there was some sort of like, you know, something about some sort of like, gays co-opting black femme, like, like, like gays co-opting black femme, like, whatever, 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 bring their children, they all live in a house together, and then the kids fall in love, but it's complicated because maybe they're actually related. And and then they're like, it doesn't matter if we're actually related. We're in love. And it's like, oh, yeah. That's the conclusion? That's the, like... They're not related, but they're determined, even if they are related, that they're in love and they're going to fight 
uh-huh. all the challenges that that means for them. Oh, it's wow. like, wow, this really found its way to a place, didn't it? <laughs> and, and on that note, I think we need to wrap it up soon. Uh, but uh, before we no, do, more incest. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, but before we do, any uh, are there any hot takes that you want out in the world that you're like, this is this is it. This is this is how I feel. Hot takes about Sailor Moon. Um, hot take. I think the original of the two Toronto dubs, the first Toronto dub has a really excellent voice cast. Yes! <laughs> Yay! Woo! I think it's probably, in my opinion, the superior um, Sailor Moon dub. If somebody were to get in Sailor Moon, into Sailor Moon, that's where you would send them, I assume? <sighs> well, yeah. the complicated thing <laughs> is that they, it's it, obviously everything is like hidden and the music is different. And like very different, and um, like even the finale of that first series is truncated from two episodes to one. Oh my god! And the original one, they all die. Yeah. And what? in North America, they're like, "I'm just hidden under the snow. Good luck, Sailor Moon." Yeah. <laughs> they're dead <laughs> because death also does not exist in North America. No. So that yeah. had to be taken yeah. out for audiences to understand. Stab as much as you want, but dying or being gay, get out of here. <laughs> I think at the time I registered it as death, even though they would they were like. We're just being taken to the negative. They did the same thing with Dragon Ball Z too for the original dub, which was also Canadian. A lot of uh, anime in the anime from the original times was dubbed here in Canada. You're welcome, the world. <laughs> Mostly in Vancouver, though. But the Sailor Moon one is very obviously Toronto. Very Toronto. What's up? What's up, Sailor Moon? What's this all about? <laughs> Want to get some donuts, Sailor Moon? Go down and watch some hockey. What's up, Timbit? Timbit uh, hair. <laughs> Oh, I wish. Um, I wish. Uh, but yeah, so the, the controversial thing is that I think the dub is way superior and like the character the characters really feel real and the, they're able to match the levels of the animation. But the rest of the qualities of the dub, maybe maybe not. I would say start with that and watch maybe the first like 40 episodes. Watch until Zoysite and then watch the Viz Media dub with Zoysite when it's clear that Zoysite's a man. Yeah, watch up until the Tower episode where they, like, uh, find each other and reveal their personalities. And then you can switch. Yes. But that one you got to watch with the, I only love, and that moment, and Zoicide has a woman being like, no! Yes. That's great. All right, you hear that? You all have your marching orders. Now you know what to watch. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, um, we're going to get to our micro-fandoms in just a second, uh, where we're going to talk about what you're fanning out about right now. Um, But, of course, uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about how you can support our show. If you're enjoying this, which I know you are, um, then there are many free ways that you can help us continue to make this show and get it to as many people as possible. Uh, You can reach out, follow us, or send us compliments. No insults if you're feeling that way. Shush, no one likes a complainer. Uh, you can reach out to us at Fandom Show Pod on Twitter. Um, Kaya and I are also on Twitter. I am at Stephanie underscore Malik. And I am at the Kaya Green. The one and only. And there's others. Oh, <laughs> that's why I had to make it the Kaya Green. <laughs> uh, if you have ideas for future episodes, you want to catch up on past episodes, or just want to say hi, you can visit us at thefandomshow.com. And please tell all of your nerdiest friends about us. I know you have them. Um, and I know that after the pandemic, we're all trying to remember how to talk to people again. Here's a really great way you can do that, is you can bring up this show and you can recommend it to them. Um, and yeah, if you can get on your podcast provider of choice, though principally Apple Podcasts, we like that uh, and do a little rate review subscribe even just a one sentence review a one word review anything that you want to do will help us move up in the charts and that means we can have uh, more fans and friend friend f- fandom friends fandom friends fandom friends that's what we called them I mean even if that one word is just zoocyte that's great yep. I love it Yep. Um, you can also find us on Patreon, uh, where you can throw some of your hard-earned dollars our way. For just a couple bucks a month, you can listen to episodes early, get a shout-out, or even submit your own hot takes for upcoming episodes. So check it out, and thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much. Thank we you. literally couldn't do this. Oh. I mean, we would, but at home, uh, to no one. Well, our cats, we'd do it to our cats. Uh, I suppose. They're <laughs> sick of it, though. Yeah, and they refuse to donate on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, and now to our micro-fandoms for the week. Uh, starting with you, Brandon, what are you... Uh, what are you enjoying this week? What are you fanning out about? Um, okay. Okay, so let's keep this... On, I'm going to keep this on a theme of... Uh, since we're talking about Sailor Moon, anime, and manga, um, I got really into... So this is a fairly recent thing is I got really into, like, boys love uh, comics. Um, 
I don't know it. Did you know? <laughs> I don't know it. I just got excited. That was an excited. So they're like, uh, it's like a, the genre of manga where, where it's like uh, gay. It's two boys falling in love with each other. Everything's gay. <laughs> uh, and I guess the reason I kind of got into it was obviously as an outgrowth of like Sailor Moon and that sort of thing. But also, I, I don't really find a lot of comics in North American media that are as kind of like gay. <laughs> um, so, uh, and with boys love, it can be either like just sort of like soft, like romance or whatever, or it could be like super explicit. Uh, anyway, I got really into it because, I got really into it because uh, there was this movie that came out called uh, Umi Beno Etanange, um, which was an adaptation of like a really beliked one. So I got really into that uh, and I got obsessed. So then I started to get into other ones and uh, my favorite ones right now are one called, um, one's called uh, Go For It Nakamura. Uh, which is about a uh, young uh, gay kid in high school who has this insane crush on uh, this other boy. Uh, and just sort of all of his attempts to become this boy's friend, and it's just the purest, sweetest thing that I see myself in. Uh, and another one called uh, Our, Our Not-So-Lonely Planet Travel Guide, which is about like a gay couple traveling around the world. Cute. One has had a mysterious illness or mysterious whatever. Uh, and this is sort of the aftermath, and it's him sort of like, it's them kind of like, Reconciling with the relationship uh, while also him reconciling with his past of being sick or whatever. Oh, my God. So, uh, anyway, that's what I got really into uh, fairly recently. Whoa. Oh, those all sound amazing. I'm going to look all of those up. Steph, what are you, what are you micro-fandoming? Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> uh, so, uh, anyone who knows me knows I'm obsessed with Shira. Uh, I love Shira. Talk to me about Shira anytime. Another uh, good analogous magical girl oh, well, show, and yeah. so clearly inspired in many parts uh, by Sailor Moon. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, Noel Stevenson, who is the executive producer on that, uh, created playlists for each of the characters to kind of draw inspiration from. And if ever they were looking for uh, to figure out the voice, I know a lot of writers also do this, um, but they they have those on Spotify, and you can listen to it. And the Catra playlist is such an Im it's so emo, but it's also full of so many bangers. Like, it's just a phenomenal playlist. And when you listen to it, especially if you've watched the show, you just, like, you see it, and you can so clearly get into that character's head. And I love that playlist so much. It also made me <laughs> obsessed with the song Welcome to My Life by Simple Plan. And I wish I could say it was ironically. It's not. I, I love that song with that character. It's so fun. Kaya, what are you fanning about? Um, as I die in shame. Oh gosh, please. <laughs> Shout out to Canadian band Simple Plan. No, you know what? Lean in. Let's bring Simple Plan back. Simple Plan. That's Come on this podcast. <laughs> I just talked about boys love. <laughs> it's normal, but on a Catra playlist for She-Ra. Yeah, which is, is also not, gay. not not gay. <laughs> I'm just going to throw it out there. Um, well, you know what? You know what? Let's lean into the gay. Um, I on on the same subject. Uh, Noel Stevenson, the creator of that show, has a uh, Substack right now so uh, that is so 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 good. So Noel Stevenson, if you do not know them, uh, they also created a really some really really great graphic novels like Lumberjanes and uh, Nimona, um, and uh, of, of course was the creator for Shira. But they have recently created a blog uh, on Substack called I'm Fine. I'm Fine. Just understand. Um, and it's uh, by subscription, I believe, yes. but um, so amazing. Like, they have such a good storytelling sensibility when it comes to, like, words where they meet images and, like, it's so vulnerable and so beautiful and so, like, so touching about their transition and also just, like, really funny about, like, life at home with their wife and everything. And it's awesome and I love it so much and it makes me feel things. <laughs> Give them all your money. Give them all your money. But after you so gave talented. it to us, I guess? Yeah, us first, us first then, then Noel Stevenson, <laughs> our our pretend friend, Noel Stevenson. Our pretend friend, Noel Stevenson. If you ever hear this, I swear we're not creeps. We we're just not creeps. Think you're great. We just really appreciate your work, and you're awesome. Uh, thank you so much, Brandon, for being here today. Thank you. Uh, where can people find you? Anything you want to plug? Yeah. Um, where can they find me? Um, well, normally you can just find me. Uh, I'm pretty active on Twitter at Brandon Hackett. Um, outside of that, uh, I mean, the most recent thing I've worked on is Run the Burbs, so, and that airs, I believe, on January 5th, that's the first episode. Yes, we're filming this in uh, December right now, so. By filming, you mean recording. Yeah, filming to, <laughs> sound filming. Yeah, fi filming with our maps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, yep, check that out, and that's basically it for okay. me. 
Run the Burbs, starring uh, Kim's Convenience, uh, Love, and uh, incredible performer Andrew Fung. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Again, this was such a wonderful learning experience. Uh, remember, everything is gay. Um, and until <laughs> next time, love the things you love and tell everyone about them. Bye. Bye. The Phantom Show. The Fandom Show is produced by Andrew Ivamy as part of the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as web comics, articles, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com.